Hi, this is John Nyman with Sunrise Community Church. Cornerstone Messages is what we've been sharing with you. And we just began our last broadcast with creation. And so I am going to continue the process of going through the very first chapter of Genesis. So if you have your Bibles, get your Bible, get a notebook and a pen or pencil and take some notes because it is very important that we understand creation, that we understand what the Bible has to say for the very foundation. Now, there are those who don't believe the Bible. There are those who try to take away the validity and the authority of Scripture. And you can try all you want to to take away the validity of Scripture. You can try all you want to to distort the foundation, but that doesn't change the reality that God really did create the universe, that God created the universe in 24-hour days. And it only took him six days to create, and he rested on the seventh. Now, the first chapter of Genesis gives us the understanding and the knowledge of how that all took place. And that's what I'll be sharing with you today. So I just want you to really stop and try to absorb what the scriptures really are saying in regards to God creating. There are only two worldviews in life, one with God and one without God. Either you look at life with the idea and the viewpoint that there is a God, or you look at life with the idea that there isn't a God. There are no other options. And so I want you to consider thoughtfully, honestly, sincerely, with a genuine intellectual understanding of Scripture, of how we got here, why you are here, where you are going to go, and how to get to the right place in the life hereafter. There really are only two options for the hereafter as well. And everybody knows they're going to die. Everybody knows that there'll be an end. We want to try to maybe suppress it, not think about it. But the fact of the matter is we will die. And so... I think the best thing to do, the wise thing to do, is to prepare to die, to prepare to meet God, to prepare your life in such a way that when the final day is called upon you, that you're ready for that day. And the Bible's clear on how to do that. There's actually only one way to be ready. And if you listened to my podcast last week, you would know that that way is through Jesus Christ, the Lord, that Jesus Christ is actually God who became a man, that he was and is the creator of the universe, that Christ is not a God. He was not just human. He is God who became human. He is both completely God and man. And his nature is combined with those two, divinity, deity, and humanity. 
and they call it the hypostatic union. It is God with the nature of man all in one. He took on a human body, and that was by design. That was deliberate. That was on purpose because Jesus Christ had to come into the world with a human body in order to die. He had to die. That was the agenda, that he would die on the cross in order to bear the punishment of man's sin. All the wrath, all the anger, all the hate that God has for sin, all the condemnation for sin was in a fury poured out upon Christ when he died on that cross so that he could pay the penalty of sin. We're going to eventually get to it in Genesis, and it tells us where sin came from. It tells us where death and dying came from. Now listen, this is a very important point. There was no death and no dying until sin came into the world. And how did sin come into the world? Well, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. One rule, don't eat of a particular tree that would give them the knowledge of good and evil. And yet they ate of that tree. They gave in and they ate. So God said prior to them eating, if you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall die. Now he was referring to three kinds of deaths, a physical death, a spiritual death, and an eternal death. And yet they could not contain themselves. They wanted to know what God knew. They wanted that complete knowledge of good and evil. And so they disobeyed God. They ate and God then imposed upon them the penalties of eating the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, we're in the category of sin. We have inherited Adam's sin. We have sinned ourselves. And somebody has to pay for sin. So God came into the world, took on a human body, and made the payment for sin on the cross. He, was, he died. He was buried. He rose again. He's alive now. He was resurrected to life. You have a choice to make. You can make your own payment, or you can receive Christ and take that payment. But that's your choice. But I'm going to assume at this point in our conversation that you have made that choice and that you have given your life to Christ. You have believed on the Lord. And if you haven't right now, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm giving you my life. I commit my life to you. I believe on you. And with that being said, then, the foundation of our life, the foundation of the Christian life, the foundation of the true church is based upon Genesis. So last time we left off with verses 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God 
was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So verse 1 says, In the beginning, God, Elohim, God created the heavens and the earth. God who is self-existent. God who needs nobody. God who is eternal. He is the one that created the heavens and the earth. Colossians chapter 1 in the New Testament says that Jesus was the creator. So we know that Christ was the one who was actually doing the creating. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we see that the Spirit of God is involved as well with creation. But this verse is telling us that this is where time, space, and matter was created. So now we have time, space, and matter. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So God now created these two, the light and um, the darkness was there. And God divided the light from the darkness. And he called then this the evening and the morning, which was the first day. Now that's very significant for you to understand that he called it the evening and the morning. Because this is how we know this was a 24-hour day. We have evening and morning. We still have evening and morning. It takes the earth 24 hours approximately to go on its axis in a circle. And now we have the first day. So God also says another way of knowing that this is 24 hours is it's the first day. And we have another way of knowing that this is a 24-hour day. We not only have the evening and morning, we have God saying it's the first day, but we also have the construction of the words, the first day. That tells us that was 24 hours as well. How so? Because the word day is yom in the Bible, the Hebrew. And in the scriptures, it is only used for 24-hour day when it has, and let me restate that, that Yom, when it has the numerical number in front of it first, when it has a numerical number with Yom, it always refers to 24 hours. So we have three ways of God telling us. We have him saying this is evening and morning. We have him saying this is the first day. And we have the wording and the usage of Yom that when it's used with a numerical number, it always means it is a 24-hour day. So three ways God is communicating to us this is 24 hours. Then God said in verse 6, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. So around the earth was then a canopy that God was putting in the midst of the waters. Let, the, let it divide the waters from the waters. This firmament was filled with water, 
and it actually went around the earth as a canopy to protect the earth from the harmful rays. Verse 7, thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. So you have the waters below, the waters above, and you now have a protective layer against the earth whenever everything is created and when the sun is created. And God called the firmament heaven, and so the evening and the morning were the second day. Again, we have the evening and the morning, so we know that's 24 hours. And we have the second day. We now have God stating it's 24 hours. And we have day yom with the numerical number two, second. And so we have then the usage of that phrase, meaning 24 hours. Now, verse 8. Or rather, 9. God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So now God is creating the dry land. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And so now we have land on earth. Verse 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. I think that's significant as well, that God is saying that what he is creating is good. This is very good from God's viewpoint. So we go on to verse 11. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the earth that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind and whose seed is in itself on the earth. And so it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seeds according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Evening and morning, 24 hours, were the third day, 24 hours. The word day, yom, with numerical number, third, three, meaning 24 hours. So God created these things now on earth on the third day, a 24-hour period. Verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for the days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens, and give a light on the earth. And so it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God said, He set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from darkness. And God said that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day, 24 hours. Evening and morning, 24 hours. Fourth day, 24 hours. Day with a numerical number, fourth, four, 24 hours. He created the sun and the moon and the stars on the fourth day. 
Very important that we understand what God is saying. Now, I'd like you just to contemplate this for a moment. Stop and think, and I will be right back after this short message. Hi, John Nyman again with Cornerstone Messages and with Sunrise Community Church, and we're talking about creation. And so we just got done talking about the fourth day that God created. Now in verse 20 of Genesis 1, God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. And so God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. He loved what he saw. He loved this creation. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And so the evening and morning were the fifth day, 24 hours it took them to create the birds in the sky and the creatures in the ocean or the sea. 24 hours, evening and morning, the fifth day, all this saying, 24 hours. The construction, yom, with the numerical number five or fifth, 24 hours, God created. Then, verse 24, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. All the animals on earth, He saw, after he had created them, that it was good. This was a good thing. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that that, that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. First, I want you to see that God says, let us make man in our image. This is the Trinity. This is the Godhead. This is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God manifested in three distinctively different persons. And you have all three involved in creating man that man was created in their image and in their likeness. We get our personality. We get our spirit. We get our understanding. Our ability to communicate comes from God, that we were created as a person in his image. Now, there are those out there that say that we are created as a God. You are not a God. People are not a God. 
Jesus Christ was God. He was not a God. He was the God. But people are created in the person, in the image of God. Our person, our personality, we get from that image and likeness. We are able to communicate. We are able to think. We are able to love. We are able to model certain attributes or qualities of God. We can do these things. We have a spirit that we can communicate with God. We have a soul that we can choose to think and to develop and create certain things that out of what's already been created, for example, we can create um, metal things. We can create buildings. We can come up with ideas and put them into reality. But that doesn't make us God. And it doesn't mean that we speak these things and they happen. We think and learn and grow and develop and create from the knowledge that we have out of the stuff that God has already created. So I hope you understand that. So we were created by the Trinity, by the Godhead. Let us make man in our image. And they did. Verse 27 again, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that God that moves on the earth. And so God, he, he gave a command. He said, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, have babies, grow. So that would then um, beg a question at least, you know, how are we going to have babies? Well, he's telling Adam and Eve to have babies. And then those babies would grow up and get married and have babies. We are to reproduce, to plenish the earth with people. You say, well, what about um, all this talk that we uh, have uh, a need for population control? Uh, There's no need for population control. There's plenty of land, plenty of food to go around. God told us to be fruitful. He also said that we're to have dominion over the sea, dominion over the fish of the sea, dominion over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That man was given responsibility by God to, I don't want to use the word control the earth, but to lead, to oversee, to be a steward of the earth. We are stewards. We are going to be held accountable to how we took care of the earth, how we take care of everything, but we are responsible to take care of everything here. And then he goes on, and he says in verse 28, Then God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. God said in verse 29, See, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, every tree 
his fruit yield seeds. To you it shall be for food. And so we were vegetarians at this point. To eat the substance of the earth and also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. And all the animals were vegetarians at this point as well. There were not man-eating and not flesh-eating animals at this time. Everybody and every animal was a vegetarian. And God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. Now he adds the word very. After he created man and woman, Adam and Eve, after he created them, then he said it was very good. And so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Evening and morning, 24 hours. The sixth day phrase, 24 hours. Yom with numerical number six or sixth. 24 hours. God now finished his work, and we'll see that he rested on the seventh day. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And he blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it. And we'll talk about that next time we'll stop there just so you know and understand that god created the world in six 24-hour days that was literal we did not evolve here we did not see death and dying until later on when adam and eve sinned against god and we saw that everything that god created was good each time he created something, he's pronouncing it, it is good until he came to man. And when he created man, and at the end of the sixth day, he said, it is very good. He's well pleased with his creation. I hope you can understand this. I hope you can understand the importance of it that you are created because that also clues us in that we are going to have to give an account to God, that we are going to be responsible to God for everything that he's given us. So I want you to think deeply about this. You did not evolve here. Man did not evolve here. We were created deliberately by God. He placed us here for a particular purpose. You might say, well, what about all these bad things that happen to people? And why would he allow this to happen? Sin and death and suffering and pain. Why? If God is good and this was good, why did it turn out the way it is? And I think those are legitimate questions that need to be answered. And we'll work on answering them next time. But for now, contemplate and think deeply that you are created, that God created everything. We did not evolve, but we are here by design. God designed you for a particular purpose. And I want you to think about that. I want you to find Christ and give your life to Christ. 
I want you to find your purpose for being here and be faithful for your reason upon this planet. We'll talk next time. Until now, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening. This is John Nyman with Cornerstone Messages, Sunrise Community Church.